Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Stewart. All right, welcome to the show. We're on to the week six recap. We're here to talk about football and all that implies. Oh, oh excuse me. Excuse and me. Uh, drop Stuart. my bottle cap. <laughs> well, Stuart's here. Hey, everybody. It's me, Stuart. David, are you here? Can y'all believe it's week six it's, is over? Week six is over. It's sad. It, we're, this is the midway point. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone should know who they are at this point, right? Yeah. We have winners, we have losers, and we have Daniel. <laughs> well, with that, I've got some exciting news. We got another email. You got mail. And uh, I had this at the ready earlier this week, and I debated on whether or not to share it with you guys because it does involve both of you. And I wanted you guys to react. We've been trying to get Jonathan to read it. He's been talking about it. It better be good. I wanted you to react. Um, It's a lengthy one, so bear with me. Is it from Mike? <clears throat> it is from one oh, Michael gosh. Staffel. How annoying. How do, I, I'm not kidding. I just guessed that, but I knew. <laughs> well, Who's the most annoying in the league? He's going to write us an email. The subject just line kidding, reads, let the healing process begin. <laughs> and it's addressed to Stuart. Uh-huh. Stu, you mentioned that you hate me most me- most weeks, but <laughs> most, you... Most me. <laughs> most meeks. Most meat. <laughs> That he actually he actually wrote most weeks. I okay. just stumbled. But you loved me or my team anyway this week. I would like to say that you that hate is normally reciprocal, but I feel your show of faith as a true believer in my contender status Ooh. this past week can be the start of a healing process of the hate that has flowed back and forth. Yes. Wow, it sounds like he's taking ownership of of a little bit of his hate. Yes. When no one else believed in me on the podcast this week, you saw the heart of a contender and picked up a point on both Jonathan and David. So you're also welcome for that. Yes. The power of fantasy football people healing lives. Thanks thanks for y'all's work on the podcast. Still waiting for my invite, but not crying myself to sleep to regularly over it. At least now with Trip here, I have a less embarrassing reason to give people, uh, give people, oh, less of a reason for to give people for why I look so tired. Mm. Contender status signing off. Contender status. P.S. I feel a shift in my FMFFL hatred toward David. Oh, yes. What? No faith in my team, and while he is entitled to his opinion, he is wrong, and I'm entitled to hate him for it. Yes. With a really huge emoji smush face. Listen. He continues to favor his and Ryan's team over mine, while the results continually demonstrate a different reality. Time will tell. Peace, love, and (laughs) FMFFL. Wow. Yes, it is true. Strong I email. Later. But I'm looking at the picks now. I've had I've picked <laughs> Mike to win more often than y'all have the past four weeks. Right. So right. I uh, I may but say one thing, counts. but my actions have, show another. Yes, I have a I have a nickname for and, you, and he's paid off. He's he. That's why I'm losing because he's losing. I have a nickname for you, and we all have our traits, and I'm sure uh, listeners could write in and tell us kind of what they think for of David? us. Yes, it's Captain Hedge. 
Because David likes to state one thing and then go the other way. Hey, and it, guess what? He always strategy. guess what? He always wins That's when right. he does that. That's right. Uh, but you yes. always you always go uh, one and one, two and two, three and three, <laughs> just like my picks last week. Four and four. You never lose, right. but you never win. Right. So all, always year. always a bridesmaid. Yeah, yes. that applies. Yes. <laughs> Except for last year. Yeah. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the email? He sounds like he's trying to start the healing process with you, Stuart, and you know, turning I, his hatred toward David. I I appreciate it. And you I'm know, really interested to see where you have him in power rankings this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it might have just changed after that flattering email. Do you want to, I'll show nope, you right nope, now. Nope. That's the next episode. Yeah, so we that. can't get to yeah, that. We'll, but um, I think uh, I think Mike will be uh, very pleased. Oh, with where I have him. That's that is uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. a little ominous. Dangling that carrot out there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for <laughs> episode two. Episode two of this week. Okay, so let's recap. Uh, I don't know. Let's recap the week. I don't know if you guys want to talk uh, NFL football here. Um, I see we've got uh, Jameis Winston written up on the board. It sounds like you wanted to talk about his amazing performance. I don't know, Stuart, was that your your thought? Yeah. He went uh, 30 for 54, 400 yards, and one touchdown. Sounds, sounds like a good day. How Not many bad. fantasy points did he have? Nine point something? Uh, is that right? Yeah, which is, seems a little confusing, right? It seems yeah, like that would be a big day for him. It was better than a golf. Well, you took my one counterpoint to oh, all yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, oh, what? you're going to build all this up, and then I'll say, go look at golf. But go ahead. Finish his stat line, Stuart. Um, he was, uh, looks like, if I'm reading this right, he was sacked seven times. Mm. And he had five interceptions. <laughs> he had a fumble for a QBR of 6.4. <laughs> wow. That is terrible. When you have 400 yards passing and one touchdown... And your QBR is 6.4. That's a rough week. That's actually almost perfect for... Did you say how many fumbles he had? Didn't he have a fumble? Yes, he had one, I believe. It's not showing up on here, but someone said that. I thought he had had one or two, and they recovered. Oh, I think he did have two. And they 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 kept one. Yeah, they recovered one. Yeah, Gosh. that's actually perfect for if you have like the wide receivers on those team. That's why Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are so great because Jameis Winston's gonna either score the ball with your guy or give it to the other team so they can score very quickly. And it's just like it just it's a constantly feeding into itself that they need to keep throwing the ball down the field. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cowboys lost. Any thoughts on that? They went three and zero, and the last three games they have uh, lost. Do you think the Jets are for real, or do you think that the Cowboys are struggling? The Cowboys are struggling. I don't think the Jets are. Well, I say for real. Uh, I don't. Yeah, Dak Prescott didn't have a good game by his standards. Um, The Jets. Yeah, they played well. I think a lot of this looked decent. Yeah, he looked fine. I think a lot of this, and what's what I haven't heard a lot of people say, um, or at least to who I've been listening to, is the loss of um, Tyron Smith. I think that coincides with these three losses here. Yep. Um, he's a big reason. I know Zeke, Zeke had 100 yards last game. He was on 28 carries, though. And so I think you're seeing it in both the run game and then in the pass protection. Um, I don't know when he's coming back. I, I hope soon. Yeah. So <clears throat> how do you explain the, the Cowboys' defense through – 
six weeks. That was their strength last year. And, I mean, obviously the offensive line is probably where they've invested most of their money. So you could argue that's their strength when they're healthy. But their defense is just I, – I, I used – well, thinking going into this year, I was like, man, I don't want to play any players against the, the Cowboys defense. I will avoid that matchup. And then I've got Alshon Jeffrey this week against the Cowboys, and I'm actually liking the matchup. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely pivoted or changed that quickly from year to year. I mean, I think they're running the ball less this year with Kellen Moore. I think years previously they've had Zeke kind of grind it out a little bit more, um, use up that clock. Um, and this year they're throwing it more, and I think it's given the other teams a little bit more opportunities to score. They were good at the beginning of the year. Um, and yeah, they, they looked regress. really good. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it, that's a trend, if that's who they really are, or if it's somewhere in the middle. Um, of course, two of those three wins were against not good teams, too. I forgot. Right. First uh, three actually were against yeah. teams that I don't think have winning records or are close to average. So maybe they just looked a little better than they actually were. It's probably part of it. I mean, I think it's a function of the offense, I think, to answer the question on defense. Um, I just don't know. And Dak's been great um, pr- prior to this past week, and he was actually okay. He wasn't terrible. I don't know what his final stat line, if somebody has that handy. Yeah, he had... Uh, Amari Cooper went out. Um, I guess he hurt his... 28 for 40, 278. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So he, he had a rushing touchdown at the end. Um, oh, okay. So I don't know what his QBR was. I think he, he was fine. He wasn't the reason they lost. 73 and a half. Um, Zeke was 28 carries, 105 yards. Longest run was 13, though. So, I mean, you look, they're they're still fir- tied for first with the Eagles and NFC East. It's a big um, game this Sunday. Yeah, it is a big game. It hey, is a, it's in Dallas. Right? Uh, I, someone I know is going to be there. I'll send you guys some picks from the 50-yard line. <laughs> Forgot really? The, the Eagles. 50? Yeah. Wow. Well, so I've been told. We'll see. I've heard they're good seats. Yeah, he has to get there at like 11 a.m. to get that picture, and then he can go back to his regular seats. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's true. Well, no, I I did listen to uh, the ticket earlier this week in Dallas, and they were mentioning how the offense hasn't changed that much. It's more uh, window dressing of motion and I think defensive coordinators have noticed it after getting some film on Kellen Moore. And so they're stopping kind of the same offense that Jason Garrett's always run. Uh, it just looks a little different pre-snap um, or all the motion. So, you know, I think that there's <clears throat> there's plenty of blame to go around as to what's going on with the Cowboys. I just think they have way too much talent to lose to to someone like the Jets. They should Even if the other team knows what's coming, they should be able to beat someone like them. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the just as far as the NFC, kind of just recapping or rounding out this side of things, I mean, they're the worst division in the NFC that the NFC East that is, because uh, you got Green Bay. Green Bay's five and one um, in the NFC North. You got Minnesota four and two. Um, Stephon Diggs had a crazy game. Yeah, thank goodness. He we, was we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, NFC South, you got New Orleans five and one, and NFC West, you got San Francisco five and five and zero, oh, and Seattle five and one. The NFC North until this week had all winning teams, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have a team below five hundred right. today, just because of that tie. Because of Detroit two two and one, but even before that, they all had winning records. And then yeah, the and NFC actually, West is probably the best out of all the divisions. They're the only division in football, NFC and AFC, that actually had where all the teams have a uh, positive point differential on the season. Wow. So that's crazy. 
A few other just notes if you weren't watching football this weekend. Uh, Titans got shut out um, by the Broncos, 16 nothing, And I heard that uh, Ryan Tannehill has been named the starter. That's true. For old Mariota's done for. Speaking of, yeah, that's crazy. I, I also heard um, some folks kind of say that's kind of a wash. Yeah. Um, or Mariotto, however you say it. <laughs> Yeah, it was the uh, the commissioner was given the the announcement. The, yeah. Anytime Mariota gets an announcement, uh, Goodell has to come out and talk about it. Um, no, I actually the news that broke today was the Jalen Ramsey trade. What y'all think of that? I thought that was crazy that they gave up. What was it? Three picks. It was two first two rounders first and a fourth. Round. Yeah, it was a oh, lot. I didn't know that. Yeah, they traded. So they traded um, For Marcus that, Peters yeah. to the was it the Redskins. Um, I'm missing that out. Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, they traded Marcus Peters, and they uh, Talib went on IR. So that you're sitting there thinking, what are they doing? Now they have no corners. And then they traded for Ramsey with those two first-rounders and a fourth-round pick. So this weekend, you're going to have Ramsey shadowing Julio Jones, which that changes things a lot compared to Marcus Peters or whatever else that we're going to roll out there. Yeah. Yeah, and Mark. I mean, Marcus Peters was that corner. I don't know if you all saw that, where he just stopped running in coverage. Um, I can't remember who he was guarding this and, last weekend. No, it was two oh. weeks ago where he's literally, you know, he's playing cornerback and his job is to guard the receiver <laughs> and he stops. He, he just gave up on the play. Gosh. And so I think, um, yeah, he had been underperforming relative to what he'd done in years past. So it was a lot to give up. I saw it. I was like, especially for a team that had no leverage. It makes me mad of a, as a Spurs fan. <laughs> I always go back to Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> I see yeah. still, and uh, yeah, Kawhi's still messing with me here. Yep. Um, but no, it was a lot to give up. The Rams have been bad on defense. And so Wade Phillips, I know, likes those good cover corners. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see because the, you know, we talked about Jared Goff. The Rams have been bad this year. I think that's been one of the surprises on the year. Yeah. Um, Agreed. They, I mean, I think they're what, third in there. They're three and three. They're third in their division. But you've got San Francisco at five and oh, and the Seahawks at five and one. San Francisco has been a surprise team. At least for me, I don't know yeah. y'all. And they just beat the Rams by two touchdowns. Exactly. Um, and so they have, and I know they've played one less game, but they have one of the better point differentials on the year. Um, they're controlling clock. They've got a really great, uh, great running game. So I don't know if the Rams are going to be in the playoffs, especially yeah. with Russell Wilson the way he's playing and the Seahawks. Yeah, the Rams obviously are going to need a wild card spot, so that's going to be tough given what we talked about with the NFC North. Um, but yeah, I heard someone else talking about how going back to last year is Vic Fangio, um, with the bears figured out the Rams and played them really well. And then, uh, Matt Patricia did the same thing. And then, then Bill Belichick took a look at both of those things, implemented that for the Super Bowl, and shut them down. And they're basically just saying, we don't care about play action. So that's why you're seeing... Mm -hmm a struggling play action or anything with Todd Gurley out of the backfield. They're like, we'll give you the run. We don't care if you run the ball five yards at a time. We're just not going to give up 25 yard pass plays every other play. Like right. that's, that's what kills us. Do y'all think Jared Goff is a good quarterback? Because I do. You do? I do, I do. I do too. I see. I, I do. don't know. I think, I think I was shocked when he got the extension oh, prior to the season. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. And I know that's part well, of the market and I get all that's that. That's the weird thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like Dak is a better quarterback than him. Um, and I know there's things that go into that, but I've never been sold on Goff. I've, I've been sold on McVay and his system. Um, but I think you're starting to see to your point, 
And golf, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I'm in the minority on that. I don't, think, I, I don't think golf's elite. So I don't know. We can split hairs on what that means. I, I wouldn't take him in the, as a top five quarterback in the league. But he's, he's not like Jay Cutler where he's just an arm, right? And I'm not, I don't think that's what you're saying. But I think that that can be how it's construed. If he doesn't have a great offensive coordinator telling him exactly where to throw the ball, now he doesn't know what to do. I think McVay's offense is really what's stalling out. And I think you had the opposite type of offenses between McVay and Jeff Fisher, who Jeff Fisher didn't want to throw the freaking ball. He wanted to run it, and then he put him in bad positions to throw the ball, so he looked terrible then. And then now that people are figuring out McVay, I don't know. I think it's up to McVay to kind of pivot and figure something else out, and I'm hoping that starts this week against a terrible defense with the Falcons because right now golf is killing me on my fantasy team. A few other notes, just uh, going through the rest of the lineup. The Chiefs have lost two straight. Texans beat them, which I thought was a little surprising. Uh, the Toilet Bowl with the Dolphins and the Redskins. The Redskins won by one point, so the Dolphins are still winless. Um, I heard a theory on that, too. I heard a theory that the Dolphins lost it on purpose um, because that's why they, they – I mean, they're tanking. They're trying to tank, yeah, yeah. and if they – if they're a winless team and they play another winless team, they can't give that team an advantage oh, yeah. by winning. Because yeah. in the NFL, it's not ping pong balls. It's literally, you're the worst team, you get the first overall pick. Yeah. Uh, and I don't so know if it'll it, work. But. It may come down to them or the Bengals, because the Bengals still hadn't won a game. Right. Um, <laughs> the other just note that I think is important, because we do have a water bet on this, uh, the Steelers won again. So they are. Yeah, I have some thoughts on that. That was a weird game. Two I, and four. That was a weird that game. Was a I watched super the, frustrating the game for me. The, uh, the Chargers suck right now. What's wrong with their offense? They look well. God awful. I guess they first started with a, a backwards lateral pass that ended up in a touchdown, and then from there they have who's their quarterback? I can't even remember his name. Philip Rivers? No, uh, the Steelers. <laughs> oh, Hodges. Uh, Devlin Hodges. Devlin Hodges. Hodges. That guy, I think he threw, what, two passes over 10 yards and they still won the game. It's unbelievable. That's, that's, yeah, they, <laughs> the Chargers issue is they can't stop the run. And if you watch the game, the Steelers had seven-minute drive, six-minute drive, eight-minute drive, where they just took the clock and Connor and uh, t- what's that guy's name? Snell. Yeah. Um, go pick him up, Stuart. Benny Snell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where they just ran the clock out on the charge. I mean, it, it's they're out of sync right now. Well, the Steelers were successful with that offense against and the that, Ravens. It took a last-second field goal from Justin right. Tucker to win. So it's really weird that they're I, not I made a water bet working. on that game from Melvin Gordon, I lo- and we'll talk about this. I lost that. The way I thought that yes, game was going to go, they were traveling to the Clippers, as we said, I think, in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, And I thought they were going to be up, and I thought they were going to be getting, grinding it out at the end, and I thought Melvin Gordon would get a touchdown. I didn't expect him to get big rushing totals, and they just didn't do anything. I'll tell you what I did. But he did think. do more than Eckler, which was the yeah. tiny man midget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I didn't. I didn't. But I lost that one. I didn't think it would turn. I didn't. Uh, so you you are talking about like a positive game script for mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. At the very worst, I didn't think that the Chargers would be down twenty one zero. Like yeah. that was not what yeah. I thought Shock- would ever that happen. That was shocking. Right. That was crazy. But part of that was the, the I felt like the Steelers defense. Remember, I said it's the, really good. I said the steel curtain. You're right. Said, Going to the <laughs> east. <laughs> west well, I definitely, coast. I definitely made fun of that I, one. It wasn't so much that it was. I just didn't think they would be able to score 
Yeah. And with Hodges. 21 yeah. points. And, and, and he got the, the job done. Scored. I mean, kudos to them. So I have Hodges a, was 15 for 20 for 132 <laughs> yards. I mean, so yeah. One I, touchdown, I, one interception. And he did the, what he needed to do. The right. touchdown really The one was interception was like John. the one shot he took down the field. Yeah. <laughs> so you could, you could tell why they didn't want him to throw. Yep, we're done with that game plan. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do have some quick question for y'all because I've got this. And this is teams on the year because I, I think it's surprising. So a little bit of trivia for you real quick. And we'll run through this. Offensive leaders by team. So this is teams. Top five in yards per game on the year. You think you can name them? Top top five Don't teams? Don't look it up. I I'm understand. not looking it up. <laughs> top five teams. Say that again. Top five teams as far as yards per game. So we're talking best offenses here. Okay. Okay. Let's, we'll and I'll, go. I'll, and I'll, read, I'll read them. So the number one team in the league, they're averaging 450 yards a game. Number five is averaging at, right at 400. Okay, uh, let's go back and forth, see if we get top five. You go first. Okay, I don't know if this will be in order. Uh, New England Patriots. No. Not top, so not I only, top I only see the top five, so I don't know where they're at. Okay. They're not top five. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs are number three, 422 yards a game. Yes. Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Dallas Cowboys are two. Yeah. 443 a game. I got another one already. Seahawks. Seahawks are five. Good job. That's 400. Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, they are number one. I, oh, all I could think I about was Lamar that. Jackson setting that record. 450 yards a game, the Ravens. That's crazy. I, did yeah. not, I would yeah. not have guessed that. Now, they, I think the, the New England guess was good because New England scored the most points on a per-game that basis, was, but a lot of that is defensive and special the, teams. And the short fields they kept getting from there, even if they right. did right. get the ball, they're not So as far as yards. offensive actually scoring, Baltimore has been the best on the year, which... That's crazy. Which is crazy. So their number. Oh, I got the next one. Which? How many do we have? You have four of the five. I got the next one. If it's you don't know four. it, go for it. Houston Texans. Nope. No. Uh, no. Vikings. Dang. No. This is an undefeated team. Oh, the Forty oh, ers Forty ers Really? Four. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't think that they had that many offensive yards well, either because I they thought their a, defense was. They're they have George Kittle. <laughs> yeah, they're actually number two in rushing. Uh, on a per game basis, 179 yards a game rushing. Roll out that burrito. You better yeah, watch out. Yeah, that burrito and that Coleman. <laughs> yes. And that Mostert. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like a picnic. I know. Yes. Seriously. Pass so, the Mostert on my burrito. We'll wrap burrito. it up. We'll wrap Stick it, it up in my here. Coleman and we'll... Oh, excuse you. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you're talking about the... Uh, like the cooler. The cooler. Yeah, sorry. Stick it. Oh, my uh, word. Saves and pretzels for the oh guest Oh, my word. <laughs> um, top five defenses. Go real quick. 49ers. Yards per game basis. 49ers. 49ers number two. They're mm. only giving up 237 yards a game. I got another one. Uh, Patriots. Patriots number one. Yep. 234 a game. Minnesota Vikings. Yep, they're number five. 310 S- yards a game. Steelers? <laughs> no. No. Colts. The steel curtain. <laughs> Colts. No, not the Colts. Not the Colts. The Colts defense has been good. Uh Saints. Nope. That's a good guess though. I would have guessed the Saints. Um, one of these teams, they're both in the AFC. Um, one is, has a winning record, and I don't know the other one. Let's see. The other one has a losing record. So one of these teams is two and four. The other is four and one. Really? In the AFC. Are you looking up teams? <laughs> Stewart's getting awful quiet looking at his computer. <laughs> I'm looking at who's four and one. There's not many four and one teams. Sorry. Oh, think, oh think the Buffalo teams, Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I was yeah, say, yeah. Think of teams that slow down the game a little Buffalo bit. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. Oh, Tennessee Titans. No, that's a good guess, Dang though. It. 
Um, AFC West. Uh, AFC West, yeah, I believe. Let's see. Oakland Raiders. Uh, no. Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Okay, I thought their defense wasn't that good, but maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, no, they're top five. So wow. Okay, that's anyway. interesting to know. Yeah. Very fun facts. Fun facts. All right, let's move on. We've got we kind of we kind of talked about this, but let's recap some water bet. Let's recap some of the water bets. So why don't we start with the one we've already talked about? So David, talk to us about how you feel about losing the old Melbourne yeah. Gordon. You bet. lose. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I, yeah, I uh, I think I said what I, I mean. I thought it was gonna be a positive game strip. I thought I was gonna get a touchdown. Um, he was okay. He had eight points, but not near the seventeen that he was projected for. So, um, and I and I knew that. I, I was about ready when I lost my matchup and lost this water bet to just say my whole team is for sale on the block, and I restrained. Um, you can't trade tilt. I know, I know. Tilt trade, whatever. Um, I think there are better days ahead. I think the, the Chargers are going to figure it out. That's my hope, at least. Uh, they're too talented not yeah. to. I mean, we're talking about a Super Bowl aspirations before the, before the season, if they can figure out how to stop some people running the ball, but... Yeah, I lost. So yeah, even if you he would have scored a touchdown, you would have lost. So that's I mean, true. you were talking about just if I just needed a touchdown. Eh, you needed a lot more than that. I, I thought <laughs> he was going to run the ball more. So yeah. yeah. Um. So the other water bet was between the the both of y'all, and it was regarding the Saints. And Jonathan said that Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas would score more than their total combined score. Of thirty-seven point three, or yeah, projected score. Excuse yeah. me, thirty-seven point three. I don't know. I know they did less. They I don't did know less, way less. You lose. <laughs> I don't know about way Good less. Good day, sir. It, it definitely wasn't as bad as the Melvin Gordon one, but I will say I lost. It was pretty pretty obvious that I lost it. Um, and yeah, that was the risk that I took. I said, and it, we both said the same thing. I just said I thought they would perform well in Jacksonville. You said they won't. And we both said that Mike's victory depended on how that would go, and it absolutely did. So we were both right, and that's how I that's how I view it. So who gets watered? <laughs> so yeah, it looks I will, like I've got two we, cups. <laughs> yeah. So and one Stewart. Yeah, we're not going there. So Stewart, I don't think you've lost a water bet this year. Uh, no, you haven't, Jonathan. You've lost four this year. <laughs> you know what we need to do? I was thinking about this. Go ahead. Finish your finish your thoughts on who's lost. I should throw water on your computer with a fake wine glass. Oh my word! No, I. You know. You know. Well, True. sorry, that was also a real thing. Yeah. Good. Uh, no, you know what we Isn't should do. Yeah. yeah. We should do. We should do these water pay the water bet payoffs that aren't for the last place team at the summit. We should do it there, and then you have to. That's fine if we can get more than uh, four people to show up. Yeah, it'd be nice if. Yeah, it's. That's definitely true. What would be really fun is if we could get that punk kid that was at the <laughs> summit to throw the water on us. That kid would just be like, man. Mm-hmm. Are y'all done? <laughs> get out of here. I want to watch my cartoons. <laughs> we spent more time if talking about this kid. Yeah. Hey, kid, hey, kid if you're summit. listening to this right now, we're coming for you. Very likely that he's listening. <laughs> he was... Uh, hey, there's a chance. He was a big fan of the league. He was trying to get into the league. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's enough uh, of me winning. So yeah, let's um, move on. Let's move on. We've got something to talk about. Trade talks. <laughs> yep. So we've got a we've got a drop for it, and we've got Stuart improvising <laughs> on the fly. Uh, we've uh, got a trade. So uh, since the last podcast, we had a trade between Mike and Jackson. 
and it looks like it involves two players and two picks. So Mike ended up getting Robert Woods and Jackson's 11th round pick, and Jackson got Hunter Henry and Mike's sixth round pick. What do y'all think of that trade? I'm, I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I don't on. think that uh, you're speechless. <laughs> yeah, I think Bob Woods is not. Bobby Woods. Um, I've heard four different nicknames for Robert Woods. It's uh, it's awesome. Bob Woods. Yep. Um, Bob, Robert, Bobby, you know, Robbie. I don't know that I want any. Uh, I have one, but I don't know that I want any uh, t- uh, wide receivers on the Rams. <laughs> you don't want any Titans either. <laughs> um, other than Cooper Cup. So mm. I'll trade Cooper Cup for Brandon Cooks. I have a hot take on that. Okay. I think there's something called positive regression coming. And it's totally dependent on Sean McVay finding out, figuring out a way to to make his offense work, which is a big ask at this point. But I don't think all of a sudden these guys are all bad players. I think they're just getting they've their scheme's been found out. So if Sean McVay can figure out to add new wrinkles, I bet you, you see this go back to more like last year. Not quite, you know, the world beaters they were, but at least Regress towards the mean of what they actually are. I just think Sean McVay is so young. It, it, you're not trying. You're not going to be seeing many wrinkles anytime soon. <laughs> I can just tell when you're setting yep. up a joke. Now it's just what ridiculous. He's <laughs> not a joke. He's such a good job of being so serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's just so young. Uh, I'm the straight man. So no, uh, <laughs> he got Hunter Henry. Jackson got Hunter Henry. I think that'll make him better at tight end, obviously, but. Um, you know, this seems well, like kind of well, a you, boring well, trade. He lost Will Disley, so it makes sense yeah. for him. I like that. It makes sense for both teams. I like the trade for Mike a little bit better, just because I think there is better days for for Bobby Woods here and to um, uh, you know get. I guess he got a what did he get an eleventh out of it. He's trading five rounds back, so yeah, to get the better player out of right. the deal. So and yeah. he already has Kelsey. So I mean, he he unloaded somebody. I think I don't know if. Hunter Henry is going to have a better game than he did this past week. He had what two touchdowns, hundred yards. So yeah, listen, yeah, something like that. slowly but surely, Jackson's team is starting to morph and it's, not look like what it did. I know. We got be careful. And I feel like we've heard less and less from Jackson. Mm-hmm. The next thing I actually want to hear from Jackson is his board. Yes. Yeah. It will. It listen. It'll sound like this. Because <laughs> his board doesn't make noise. <laughs> Uh, wonderful. Um, Man, not a lot of trades, guys. What's up? I know. You and know, I need to pull the trigger. You on know, a it's few. been relative to other years, and we've kind of talked about this. Is it? Is it going to stay this way? Is it going to change? Me, me personally, I I would play differently. I I do play differently than the people at the top. The people at the top have the ability. They have all the leverage. They have got all the best players, and. If I were them, this is some friendly advice coming from a two-time defending champion. Yes, this year's not going so hot. But if I were them, I would be looking ahead, especially when you're undefeated, and looking at some of those players in the playoff matchups and trying to make some deals that make sense for you five weeks down the road instead of looking at next week because at this point you're in the playoffs. Yeah, I would make a recommendation as well as looking ahead so when you play Jonathan. Yeah, you can go ahead and take that week off. Yeah. You can play guaranteed, a bunch of guys on by. You'll still win. win. Yeah, I'll start golf and it'll give me negative <laughs> points, so you'll still win. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to talk through something and get kind of y'all's thoughts, opinions on. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. I think we talked about it in, in one of the most recent podcasts last week. But um, 
Just an observation. I was looking through this week, um, points for, points against. Uh, I know different people value that differently. Um, <laughs> but just one of the things that I observed is we have two undefeated teams in the league, uh, Joey and Lewis, Big Poppy and McBarkley. Um, and it just so happens that those two um, undefeated teams have by far by far the least amount of points scored against them. Um, it's not even really very close. There's um, Joey at 702 and Lewis at 735. And those, this is people scoring that many points against them. <laughs> I'd love to be in the 700s. Who's, yeah. <laughs> Who's had the most scored against them? Just for comparison. So uh, the understand. most scored against them is just uh, I think it's like as a barometer here. Oh, no, 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 excuse it me. Is Mike it's... Searles with nine, yep, 96. By a lot. My right. gosh. So you go 702, 735, and then third is Jonathan at 846. Wow. So the difference between first, which no. is Joey at 702, and Jonathan is a hun- oh. at, at third is 144 points difference, which calculates to 24 points per game. So Jonathan uh, is getting 24 more points scored on him a week than Joey is. Um, and if you look at... Well, I think it's more... Uh, the, I think it's more... So Joey's got... The, he's the leading scorer. So I think his record is probably more true to what he would be either way. Mm-hmm. But where you're going with this, I think, is Lewis might be skating by, or his record might be slightly inflated because... He is by far, uh, he's not the second leading scorer. What is he? Four, he's, he's fourth. He's I the think. fourth leading scorer, yeah. but he's got the second easiest schedule to this point. So could you slide a couple of losses in there a la Senior? Senior's got a couple losses. Um, and yeah, no, that's what, a good point. Yeah, I mean, what you don't see, it's what uh, Joey's put this together. It's the variance between these, or the, the standard deviation between those. That's where Lewis is probably actually the best in the league. Yep. Um I think this past week was his worst week, and he's still scoring the 140s. Right. And right. so um, he has a little bit of a variation just because he's had a huge week. But I think that's one of the big reasons why he's won so much. Um, you know, 24 points a game, that's a lot. Um, I think if you add 24 points a game to all my scores, talking about that difference here, I think I probably am, have lost one game. So I've got another two wins. So, yeah, that, that there is a factor there. Um, I know you kind of said, and we've talked about this, the points for, points against. Um, I like to use it sometimes um, in my arguments for why I have somebody ranked, you know, below or high. But though, and I and I think I said this last time, but that's just it's a factor. Mm-hmm. It's not the end all be all, um, and that's because teams change, um, and and you see that, and you know, like Keenan Allen was the number one wide receiver through three week, three or four weeks. And then the past three weeks, he's had, what, three points, five points, seven points a game. And it's a function of what are the Chargers doing. And so... Yeah. It's not a... To put it another way that, that I heard on another podcast, it's not a predictive stat. It's, right. It's, it shows results that have happened. And it's ultimately how you, you know, have tiebreakers and all, and all that. But it's not predictive. And that's why uh, even for... If you take it to the next level with, with players, it's not predictive. And so it's important. What's more predictive are things like targets or attempts. Um, those over time will bear out more consistent stats versus the actual results, which is kind of 
it's kind of interesting to think of it that way. Cause you're like, well, it should even out over time, but you know, the perfect example are guys like Deshaun Jackson or, or guys that have these big blow up games and then they disappear. Yeah. Um, so. Right. And that's the whole argument I make. I think I'm making with Lewis here. While right. Lewis we're saying is number four, he's had the best record. He's been the most consistent uh, or one of the most consistent. And so I think there's value to that. Yeah. And so I just, I, I and I remember talking about this in years past, I, I tend to feel like the points against is just kind of the bad luck points, right? right? Because I just did a little comparison as y'all were talking. and Thanks for paying attention. Joey, again, 702 is his points against. Jonathan, your dad, uh, 996.4. Mm-hmm. So on average over the last six weeks, your dad is being scored on 49 points more than Joey. Right. Which is just, I mean, to me, right. that's just like bad luck. <laughs> you know, that's that sucks <laughs> that he's getting almost 50 points in the negative, if you want to look at it right. that way, where Joey's getting zero, like Joey's even. Right. Which, again, that's not that's not a slam against Joey because, like you pointed out, Joey's also uh, scored the most points. So his team is by far the, you know... I think the, the points the points for just reinforces maybe how I feel about a team. Um, it's just another measure barometer to it's pronounced thermometer, but yeah, <laughs> thermometer. <laughs> yes, um, of how to look at and how I feel about somebody, and so yeah, yep, um, that's Agreed. all it is. No, it's just interesting thing, interesting ways to look at it that I'm sure um, maybe everyone listening doesn't quite take the deep dive and look at it, you just kind of glance at it and go, oh, they're the best team because they've scored the most. Or, oh, they're the best. Or they're just getting lucky because their their schedule's not so good. You know, there's some there's some layers there, so peeling it back is always good. All right, let's move on to, if you want to protect your ears. Yep. Bonehead Benching of the Week. That's right. Um, we've got a couple nominees. Uh, and I think this one's... Pretty lopsided, but we'll go ahead and cover them. Let's start with uh, F1, I've heard him called. Scary Terry. Uh, Terry Terry McLaren, is that right, for the Redskins? If that's even a guy McLaugh- or girl. McLaughlin. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, so we've got... Um, this is not really even uh, close. We're going to we're gonna get to the... Uh, the Moo Moo Milk winner. Moo Moo Milk winner. And he already knows who he is. But um, Scary Terry did uh, have a great performance on the bench for one Cupid Senior, Cupid Express. 27 points sitting on the bench. Um, and if you took out um, some underperforming wide receiver um, like a Michael Thomas, Cupid Express would have beaten... Mike Staffle. So, um, I would say, I would say, from in my opinion, that it has to be a, a a bonehead benching, just because if he would have started McLaurin instead of Michael Thomas or Adam Thielen, he would have won. But um, I don't know from your perspective. I don't know that I don't know that I would have started him over Thomas or Thielen. Um, I might have put him in my flex at at running back. I mean, at uh, just in the flex. But Carlos Hyde had a great game. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I don't know. I, that necessarily that wasn't necessarily a bad move to put Carlos Hyde there. Uh, but 
the fact that he had someone on his bench that if he would have subbed in someone else, he would have won the game. Um, it has to that it has to be a sure. head benching. It's just a yeah. That's just I can you can almost chalk that one up to bad luck because it's. Let me see. That was a. Let me see. Who, who was he playing against? Uh, f- Mike. No. Uh, who was what? They were playing against the Dolphins, weren't they? Oh, McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah, because you could argue that that matchup was a very plus matchup. So you could you could and because the Dolphins are absolutely horrible. They're an NCAA team. Yeah. They're not even the NFL anymore. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not a good start. But I think this next one deserves. Uh, Deserves the old moo moo milk. Uh, what in the world was that? Trying out a new drop. That's new. It, this one was uh, on the fly as I held my phone up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found that on the uh, the Anchor app, and I was like, oh, we should use that yes. for the moo moo milk. It's good. Uh, but yeah, this one is definitely... Chocolate moo moo milk winner of the week. That's right. Ladies and gents, break out the Moomoo milk. We've got one. We knew this was coming. He even actually fessed up to it in the GroupMe app, and that is one Daniel Cupid with Stefan Diggs. And what did Stefan Diggs do, Stuart? 50.2. Uh, he had... <laughs> Sorry, that was a little... That was a little radio-ish. Yeah, hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, we've got 50.2 for one... Stephanie Diggs, um, seven receptions, 167 yards, three touchdowns, 11 targets, two yard or two carries, 18 did, yards. Did you see his highlights? 50.2. I did not. Oh my gosh. He looked great and his hands were the softest hands I've ever seen in my life. He was catching bombs and making it look like it was just the easiest thing ever, but you could definitely tell. Well, he did have, um, another drop that led to an interception as well in this game. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so if you actually look at this game, it was, yeah, he had on paper, it looks great. Yeah. He actually had some drop passes in this game. He had one that led to an interception and I can't, I, I can't remember what the other play was that he, that he made. And so I just saw from, the highlights from, a, from an NFL standard. It was actually not as kind good of as it seems. A mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another 50 point game we've had. I, it so like many. Every week we have a 50 point game. So yeah. freaking many. And, that is crazy. Yeah. It's got to be a record for the number of fifty-point games in the first, at least in the first six weeks of the season. I know I've had one with uh, my stud QB. His name is <laughs> your you're... Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, Lamar! Oh, what a Lamar. stud! Yeah, he is a stud. Um, you know, you got to put that in there because a fifty-point guy sitting on the bench obviously he would have won the game he would um, have he would have destroyed you yeah he would and have. it would have been convincing and we would we would have been you would have been one and four and daniel would be one i'm sorry you'd be one and five daniel would be one and five and then that would have been that three-way tie we were talking about at the bottom which would have really changed things so that would that was a huge sit and but, big mistake yeah the the only thing that i would say with that again is Obviously, we're sitting here now saying it was a huge mistake, but um, Diggs has not been good this year. Uh, 4.7, 9.4, 3, 14.3, 5.9, and 50.2. So he scored more in one game than he had the previous five weeks. So, I mean, the th- here's what we've learned about the Vikings, though. If you complain about Kirk Cousins, he's going to throw you the ball like 10 times the next game. 
Yeah. So you probably should have seen that one coming. Kirk but, Cousins was uh, sitting on the bench too and had like 40 something points. The Vikings, when, they, when Kirk Cousins plays like that, they look like a Super Bowl team. Yeah. You combine that with Dalvin Everything Cook, makes sense. But Kirk Cousins, I just don't trust that guy in a big moment. No. No, no I don't. Going back to the, to the kneel, <laughs> as it'll be known henceforth. Bend the knee. Bend the knee. Bend the knee. So when that's you're really our. Trying to spike so the ball. Something interesting. Daniel is our first two time winner of the Moomoo Milk Ooh. Award. Mm. Congratulations, Congrat- Daniel. Congratulations. That's why you got the special drop. You got the. You got the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. Say bye to your cows. 